I don't know what it is about these microphones, but they make people want to fiddle with them. Sure. So I let 15 minutes into the edit, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Cause they'll just be like, it's the button. It's just so fun to like, just fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. So I'm going Um, to do my best to keep my fingers like over it, like away from it. Much, uh, much appreciated. Uh, I have oven mitts available. (laughs) If you, (laughs) Yeah, Avalon's podcast got scary, but in a way I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, got, it became, became a real saw situation. <laughs> um, I'm going to handcuff you to this radiator now. Um, you they're bringing them back with Chris Rock? What? Your phone good? Uh, yep. Just uh, making noises that I didn't anticipate. Um, oh, yeah. What if it was like an Amber Alert just suddenly going? <laughs> yeah. I uh, am a kidnapper. Yeah. Well, also. Oh, that's so fine. We'll, we'll get to that later yeah. when I don't let you go home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not being able to go home again, you're listening to Boo Ha Ha. Perfect segue. We're known for our smooth introductions, segues like butter. Uh, this is a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts and more often than not about tangents, as you've just seen from 15 minutes of movie talk. Every week I build a campfire in my living room. It's toasty and beautiful. It's sizzling away into my security deposit. Um, and uh, I invite my nearest and dearest and regale them with spooky tales of of specters and sea bishops. Sea bishops? It's apparently a kind of monster. I'm doing a new thing where I just say two random spooky creatures. I love it. Sea I'm gonna, bishops. I'm, is it a cryptid kind of thing? <laughs> I suspect that it is a manatee. Um, oh, that would make sense. It's one of those, you know, like, yeah. uh, or a walrus, maybe. Maybe, but it definitely, like, that adds to the idea of, like, the big robe that bishops wear and stuff and, like, the regal look. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, if that's a South thing, that's for sure a manatee. <laughs> I love... That you could be at sea for long enough that you would look at a manatee and be, be like, like, absolutely, like, that's a mermaid. Yeah, I want right to have there. sex with that. Just like I've always seen. I just love the flippers. The mustaches. Yep, that, that one smooth oblong body shape. Mm. 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 Yeah, but that... That is insane to me that they would go so mad that they'd be like, yeah, I'd fuck that. Because, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, isolation sucks, but you still have friends around. Like, it's not like you can't whack off. You would think. Yeah. Or look at, like, that that dirty playing card that you have. Right? Just like someone painted a pair of boobs on the (laughs) six of hearts. I'm going to put these two teapots next to each other and look at them for a while. Please leave the room. Everybody get out. (laughs) I need my my room ration. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna think about a violin that I saw once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck on that, 17th century sailors. Uh, if they knew what the internet like, they're they're they would their heads would explode like scanners. Oh, for sure. Just uh, those poor bastards. And they'd be like, "What scanners?" <laughs> I remember my dad showed me just that clip when I was a kid, and I was just like, <laughs> "No context." Nope. Um, well, what it was was it was on TV. And he was like, come watch this movie. I loved this movie when I was a teenager. And then that scene happened. And I was like, I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm completely good. Like it was just like the perfect moment to turn it on. It, it that feels like some kind of weird like Skinner box dog tooth experiment. Yeah, exactly. Where well, it's like, come see. My dad historic. My dad has shown me like all of the movies I loved growing up. Yeah. Um, my dad is a big part of like my pop culture thing. Like I, I have a very fond memory of him and my aunt showing me Star Wars when I was like six or seven for the first time. So whenever my dad is like, "Hey, let's watch this thing," nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I love this thing." And that one time, it will be a such a weird moment in this thing that he loves that I hate it forever <laughs> is that is what like he would like he would watch British sitcoms on PBS sure at like 7 a.m. on Saturdays yeah it would be like he's up because he always gets up for early for work anyway and it's just kind of ingrained in him he's gonna have this thing on and I'd be like but it'd be before my cartoons come on before my Fox block sure and we would watch this like scene from like Mr. Bean and it would be hilarious or he would, but then we would watch something from like something that like the humor wasn't for me yet. And then it'd be like, cause like, here's the thing. I've never watched faulty towers sure, because my dad showed me a clip of like John Cleese being like overly offended in faulty towers. And I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> I'm seven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm 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 seven years old. I don't know why he can't not mention the war. And right. What exactly. The, what the implication. I didn't of that. get the joke. <laughs> Like, I remember him always bringing it up and been like, does he mean like Desert Storm? My dad would be like, no. <laughs> How are you this dumb? The Falklands? Like what? Uh, I feel um, like they mentioned the Falklands a they, weird amount. They though. probably did. That that feels like it's still kind of very top of mind in the British yeah. Isles. Um, yeah. I We've gone you, on off on another tangent. I'm sorry. Speaking of... <laughs> You know, it does what it says on the tin. That's true. Um, uh, but uh, those dulcet tones are the dulcet tones of this week's guest, Jamie Carbone. Hello. Welcome. I, thank you so much for having me. I realize now I should have double checked if it was Carbone or Carboni. Uh, um, I'll be honest. I was legitimately <laughs> curious which way you were going to go and you fucking nailed it. Yes. Um, I always, I tell people that unless you roll your R's, it's Carbone. Carbone. Yeah. If you yes. do that, that's fine. As a, as a Leonetti. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you get. How Italian are you? So I have a passport. You have an Italian passport? You have dual citizenship? Yeah, yeah. So are you 100%? This is the thing. Italy doesn't give a shit. So if sure. your grandfather was born there and you have a lot of patience. You can just get it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Turns out, yeah. I might be able to do that then. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you have to go back and forth. You apply for it and then they have to like get your grandfather it can go up to your great grandfather oh then i'm good Um, i'm for sure good you have to get their immigration information that might be harder that's the hard one yeah um hence hence the length so i know when we did it we were doing it like from germany Mm -hmm. so we had to send stuff to like to uh ellis island and then that had to be sent like to Naples, where my grandfather was born. And then really? it had to be sent back to Ellis Island. Holy and shit! Back to us. Do you still have family over there? Uh, yes. Have yes, you met we them? Do. Uh, yeah. It was weird. Yes, like, it is weird. You just you go and meet them, and you have nothing in common. Nope. You don't know them. But because they're Italian, they're so welcoming of yeah. you for being family. Yeah. And we're Americans, and we don't know what to do. Like, what are you doing here? And then they all just look like your cousin. Yep. Uh, we have a uh, my. It would have been my grandfather's cousin, his first cousin, yeah. Angelo. Uh, my mom just kind of like... You, you didn't have to say Angelo. It's a given. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, but my mom was like, uh, my mom was like writing him. She might have found him on Facebook even. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm trying to remember if this was pre or uh, post Facebook. Um, I think it was pre, but yeah. um, uh, she was like messaging him and he sadly just passed away actually. Oh. But she was messaging him um, and like, hey, I'm... Uh, 
Augie's daughter. Um, I'm. She mentioned. I can't. I don't know my great grandparents' names. I just realized. Holy shit. Um, I have no idea what their names are. Uh, she mentioned. You know that. Uh, we were going to go over there for vacation. We'd like to meet. And he immediately was like, "Perfect. We're going to be this. We're, it's going to be. You're going to be here during the summer. So we're going to be at the farm." Because uh, they have they have enough money to have both a farm and a Rome house that they would just go in from season to season. Italy is an amazing place like that. It is insane. You can, you can be a you can be a fucking like hog farmer. Yep, and, and be like, come to the villa. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, that's exactly. They had like they basically had a farm, and then they had an uh, they had they ran a restaurant in Italy. And he also was actually a astrophysicist. He worked for NASA in like the <laughs> 70s and 80s. Cool. Um, yeah, he was a really nice guy. He actually even stayed with us um, back in my, my parents' house. I think I was already back in, in college at this point. Um, he stayed while uh, he was like doing some touring circuit. Okay. And he was like, can I just, I'm going to be in town. Do you guys want, and he goes, yeah, sure. However long you need. So we ended up staying, I think, for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> if you take Italy out of the equation yeah. and it's like, I wrote to a random relative yep. and said, we're coming to visit. And then they responded, come to the farm. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to die. Yeah, exactly. This is how we get murdered. But in Italy, it's just like, oh, for sure. sure. It's summer. Yeah, yeah. That's farm time. Come on down. But um, yeah, so I, but both of my parents are 50%. And then I'm, so I'm 50 by default. Um, and then my older brother and I are both married. And as kids, we would always joke that we would also marry 50% Italian people to keep, <laughs> keep any genetics alive. And then we fucked up and we both married Englishmen. Oh. So like my brother's wife is... I think uh, British and Scotch Irish, and my wife is English as fuck. <laughs> Just absolutely, she's been here. Her family's been on this continent for. I think I think she can claim. Uh, what is it? Daughters of the Mayflower or something? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So they've been here a while. <clears throat> uh, God, I'm trying to remember what my. I think technically I'm just a quarter because it's because Grandpa married a. Norwegian, so it's oh, so that'll yeah. dilute. You look, I would say you look very Italian. It's we've got the whole family has a very like anywhere we go that has like sunshine. People just assume we're yeah. from there and try to talk to us. Then we yeah. have to be like, Ew. I had that as a kid, and then I became a very big video game guy. Sure, sure. And I lost like that natural like luster because if you look at me now, I'm very white. I scorn the sun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and but that's and it's really it's a bummer because of all of these ki- p- photos of me as a kid just being like perpetually brown, like sure. year, year round, and now it's just like Kirby colored, and that is <laughs> that is not it's, ideal. It's kind of like an Antonio Banderas an interview with a vampire. Yes, thing that's exactly like... right. Holy shit, that nails it perfectly. I do look like I'm wearing pancake makeup. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you look like you yearn for the sun. Oh, um, so bad. <laughs> and here's the thing: now I burn. Now I don't even. Now I don't even. Oh. Uh, as a kid, yeah. I would be outside and I would get the coating and I'd be good. And now it's just like, I, I just burn immediately. I, I, what I want to do this summer is just try and fix it. Like I might even just start going to tanning beds on the side. I started doing that. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. Uh, great. Usually you go to a place and they they'll give you like uh you get like four for like. 50 or something that's not bad do it once a week gives you a nice base layer that's yeah that's what I, I needed to get my base layer back because i know i can build off of it yeah i plan it i met i have a planet fitness membership because mm-hmm. i uh since i do a lot of road comedy it's a good place to if i'm sleeping in my car it's a good place to take a shower totally and it's also a good way to just do something during the day yeah um and they have tanning beds if you have the black membership Ooh. so i want to see like how that works exactly because yeah. i've never used a tanning bed it's uh it's uh sweatier than you think 
That makes sense, though, yeah. all things considered. Well, it was a little bit unsettling, but uh, I don't know. I guess I like the color blue and uh, gentle hums. So Yeah, I'm down with that. I'll just listen to a podcast the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, so speaking of tangents. Oh, yes. Oh, this my is God. Our- <laughs> keep happening. I'm so sorry. Uh, don't worry. I've uh, this like it, it lies in the pedigree of the show. I took this podcast over from a uh, friend, Emily, and uh, it's just tangents. We just tangents and eventually a ghost happens. I, I'm on board with this. Yes. But speaking of ghosts. So I have prepared a couple of spooky tales from your neck of the woods, which is... West Virginia. West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia, specifically. specifically. These are a little bit further afield. It's sort of across the state. Sure. That that makes sense. There's only so many ghosts per per square mile. Yeah. Um, But uh, before before we get into those, tell me a little bit about your uh, belief in the supernatural, your relationship with it. Where do you stand on ghosts? Honestly, it it depends on when you ask me during the day. Like at daytime, ghosts aren't real. Sure. At night, ghosts are 100% real. They're over there. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I hear, um, because I live in a a townhouse right now, and um, every night when I go upstairs... I hear like something like it sounds like something skittering downstairs hmm. and I don't know what it is. And it does. I don't hear it every time, but I hear it enough to be like, I should probably go check out what that is and never do. Don't <laughs> do it. Yeah. It's a good way to get murdered by a Cronenberg monster. You don't want to go downstairs and find Jeremy Irons no. and his gynecologist brother. I, I agree <laughs> heavily. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but like I, I and, and honestly, even if you ask me during the day, um, I'll probably be more skeptical, but I I do believe um, I think that enough weird things happen that we don't just have enough scientific understanding at this point. Maybe we will down the line, but to be like something's up, maybe it's just weird energy or something. But I do I do believe in the possibility of the supernatural. It's a a solid maybe. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, Yeah, I think that that's that's kind of been the trend so far. I think the the only true believer we've had thus far has been my mom. Yeah, so, does she uh, believe pretty hardcore? Uh, she owns a haunted house in Italy. <laughs> where? What? Where in Italy? Um, they're up north, like like near Germany. Yeah, kind okay. of uh, towards even more towards France, so kind of like northwest of Milan. Oh, okay. Spooky, spooky place. A lot sure. of. That's interesting. It's 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 a weird and so excited to walk to my car in the dark <laughs> after this. <laughs> I I won't go into it any further because like I'm sure everyone. Our four listeners, who is just the rest of my family, um, are tired of hearing about their house. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure they, at this point, have been like, we get it, it's haunted. We get it, our house is spooky. Um, But okay, so like, hopeful skepticism. Yes. I would Um, love it if it's real, honestly. It's a a more exciting world. I agree, and that is the one I want to live in, so. It's, we we know that there are dark corners, and... It's just not as fun if it's just darkness in those corners. Yeah, I want there to because here's the thing: if there's something, if there's something in the darkness, there's something in the light. Yeah, that's the way I look at it, and that I think is a little more positive in the grand scheme. It'd be fucked up if it was like no, 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 just death, just death, just just murders, just there is something in the darkness. Yes. There's nothing in the light. No, though. that was that was our trick. No. <laughs> the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you that there's a god. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not bad dialogue, honestly. <laughs> Trademark Boohaha 2020. So I'm going to give you a couple of sure. uh, spooky options. We'll see if we can uh, move that needle from hopeful skeptic to true believer. These are all from the fantastic book, Spooky South. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know it. By uh, Shishi Schlosser. <laughs> I've never heard the name pronounced before, but... 
You nailed it. So it, I guess it's Sandy Schlosser, but oh, uh, but the way when, it's... when we first uh, when we first did one of the stories from the books, we didn't know it was this lady named Sandy, and we just assumed it was like an old prospector. So I'm like, <laughs> well, it's Sandy, but probably doesn't have teeth. So I'm like, hey, she 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 bridge, and it's it's just stuck. I hope that I hope that Sandy never never. Ooh, spooky. Speaking of spooky things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pulled together four options from uh, from West Virginia. We have wait until Emmett comes. Okay, which is from Kanawa or Kanawa? Uh, Kanawa, Kanawa County. Yeah, that's where I grew up. Oh, hey, yeah, perfect. Um, we also have the Dead Watch. Oh, this one I might actually know. Ooh, okay. Oh, exciting. This is this that might be the if it is that will be the only time that that will have ever happened. Really? Um, so far, nobody has recognized. It sounds one. <laughs> it sounds very yeah. familiar as the thing. So there's weirdly uh, the more I get into the ones from the south, I'm like these are the spooky stories I remember from like scary stories to yeah. tell in the dark. Yeah, that's where. Um, yeah, they they tend to come from that area. Um, and hence the next one, the witch bridal. <laughs> The witch bridle, yeah. like bridle, like a horse bridle, uh-huh. not like a bridle. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is one that I think I remember from. Uh, yeah, from that scary sounds stories. vaguely familiar as well. And then uh, the last one, the floating coffin. I don't know that one. The floating coffin. Mm-hmm. Nope, no idea. It doesn't sound as ominous as I think they want it to. Is the no, thing? <laughs> it sounds like a bad. Uh, it sounds like a bad. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present you the tale of the floating coffin. That's that's that was the working title for uh, Dead Man's Float, the really scary episode of Are You Afraid the of the one Dark? With the pool, yeah. Um, the part where the fucking body stands up, uh, wrecked me for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, <laughs> literally, still recovering from that. It took me probably five years before I still really don't like going into pools. Um, oh, I'm fine with pools, <laughs> but when they have a tarp over them, I am not fine with them. No, because the corpse is down there. <laughs> yep. Um, but like, honestly, even to this day, uh, the music for Are You Afraid of the Dark puts me on edge. And we have a, an Alexa at home and my wife is it's hooked up to her phone. And she used to play this game um, where she would just because she can connect it and just play YouTube videos. Sure. And she would play the Are You Afraid of the Dark theme when I was alone in the house. <laughs> just fucking ruining my whole day. <clears throat> Sounds like your wife is a dick. Yeah, um, I love her. She's great. She's sincerely, <laughs> she's my favorite bully. That's it's the kind of it's the kind of warm, comforting bullying. Yes, um, it's very much from a place of love and not a place of like I hate him. It's more like a I know I'm going to get a text message kind of bullying. It's it's a mark of of love and respect. It's like I know the one thing that's going to scare you the most. Yeah. like I know enough about. She this knows. Band. Yeah, she very much gets me, which I appreciate, even yeah. if she uses it for evil. You take the good with the bad. Yeah, that's you know? marriage. Yeah. That's any relationship. Yeah. Um, so uh, any of those sound spooky? Um, Do you want to recap of the list? <laughs> no, I'm, well, I mean, the the one, the first one, what was the first one? Uh, that was wait until Emmett comes. See, that's the one I'm the most curious about, but I want to hear Dead Man's Watch to see if that's the one I'm thinking. All right. Uh, and tell you what, I can give you a mulligan, too, if we start to read it and, and something a, shitty. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. stop. Sounds um, good. <laughs> edit. Listeners won't hear this. All right. The Dead Watch. Oh, wait. You know what? Here we go. It's actually The Death Watch. The Death Watch. That sounds less familiar. Yeah. 
Do it. Yeah, do it. All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. The Death Watch. This is from Raleigh County, West Virginia. Jim Kelly had dreaded this day for weeks. It was the first day of his new job, but it was a job he knew well. For 14 years, he had managed to escape the everlasting darkness, the dangers, the long climbs, and the narrow crawl spaces of the coal mines. Oh, I do know this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, keep going. All right. A couple couple weeks ago, we did one called Tommy Knockers. Yeah, isn't that a, like a movie about boobs? Yeah. <laughs> Boobs that look like the Who albums. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it's given me a lot. It gives me a lot of pause now whenever I see stories about minors. Sure. But uh, let's tempt fate. Yeah, might as well. Jim had hated the life of a coal miner, but with seven children to feed, he felt he had no choice but to return. Seven's not a crazy number. Yeah, yeah. That's like a standard West Virginia number. Yeah, also just... Put them in the mine, right? I mean... I mean, they will eventually. <laughs> just get a jump on it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. When Jim was 13, his mother was widowed, and he went to work in a coal mine to help support his struggling family. But when he turned 16, his mother remarried a wealthy man, and his new stepfather found Jim a place as a clerk in a store when he learned how Jim felt about mining. I, that's... Nobody feels good about mining in West yeah. Virginia. It's like It's not like... Oh, I'm so excited to be a miner. It's like people die doing this, but it's the only way we can put food on the table. In in the Venn diagram, it's like it's like everyone hates it, and then there's yeah. another tiny bubble that's just seven dwarves. Yeah, like those. Well, they're in the diamond mine. That's the way better mine. You don't get black <laughs> long in a diamond mine. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, <clears throat> and if the previous stories are anything to go by, there's fewer Tommy knockers. Um, <laughs> Jim had done well at the store. He'd married his sweetheart, Margaret, when he was 18, and they'd had seven children and bought a nice house in town, far away from the horrors of the coal mine. (laughs) Um, But then disaster struck in the form of a terrible fire that wiped out the entire town, leaving Jim without a home or a job. Jim's youngest sister, Susan, took his family in until they could find another place to live. And Jeff, Jim's brother-in-law, got Jim a job working with him in the coal mine. Jim said the family was grateful to have a roof over their heads, but still he hated going back to mining. It's a lot yeah. of whining here. Yeah, it's also like a weird path to get like mining is bad. The only thing the only thing that's like believable is like a whole town burning down. I'm like, yeah, those those are basically made of plywood, so yes. that makes sense. Yeah, that's how we got uh, what Centralia, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, that, the, uh, yeah. yeah, the whole the one that's the <laughs> still fire. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, Margaret insisted that it was only temporary. The town would be rebuilt, and Jim could go back to the store. Different time. Yeah. Um, Jim clung to that hope as he followed Jeff down the ladder into the darkness of the mine. He lost none of his mining skills, and he quickly settled into the daily routine. He stayed with Jeff for the first few days, working a coal seam, stooped over because the shaft was only five feet tall. I'm assuming that this takes place over 100 years ago, so the fact that he's more than five feet tall. Oh, dude, this probably takes place in like the 40s, the (laughs) 30s or something. Like, coal mines even now are bad. Half the time we we read these stories and like it gets to the last paragraph and somebody's like, and then I drove away in my car. And you're like, what? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I thought that they were gonna be in a fucking covered yeah. wagon. No, it's it's like insane, like how bad. Like that's why mountaintop removal became such a big thing. Uh, Is that a band? 
I, it sounds like it should be. <laughs> no, they would take these beautiful mountains and cut them the fuck up um, because it was easier to get to coal seams than having to like dig to them. That's. It was like the first thing I remember um, uh, protesting as a kid. I can't think of a better metaphor for America. Yeah. Just cutting the... it off for the good stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, uh, everybody left and there's no jobs and people are like telling teach minors how to code. That's not going to fix shit. There's no coding jobs, even if you do teach minors how to code. You know, it's just like we just need to find some kind of industry to come in. Anyway, that's why uh, West Virginia is in trouble. I would suggest like meth. Oh, we've got that. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all set. I'll be fine. We're uh, number one in the (laughs) the pill farming (laughs) racket, baby. (laughs) We were. They've cracked down really hard in West Virginia. I hope we're not number one anymore. That's got to be... I know, like, Oregon was real bad, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I feel like it's any place with mountains. Like, for real, it's, like, any place where it's, like, there's not a lot to do because it's not as easy to get around. And I love Oregon, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it is not easy to get around Sure. to yeah. other places. Um, there's a whole mountain range separating us from the rest of the country. Exactly. Thank so, um, and West Virginia is literally just all, all completely surrounded by mountains. Yeah. Um, so there's not really, there was never anything to do. There still isn't. It's not like there's a fucking go-kart track or anything yeah, in, in most cities. So it's like do pills, drink, get pregnant. Those are the three things. That's not bad. Well, <laughs> it, it's, it is, it doesn't sound bad on paper <laughs> and then your life falls apart. You know? Sure. Sure. It's uh, probably great in the moment. Yes. At yeah. the time, five stars. Uh, the next day, zero. It's like uh, it's like eating a spoonful of MSG. Yeah, it tastes great there's, going there's, in. There's a couple minutes that we're like, oh boy, and then and then later you die. <laughs> um, so so Jim is in a coal mine. Jeff was a good companion, and he made that first week bearable with his friendly conversation. On the first day, Jeff told Jim the story of the Death Watch. There's a lot of nested like stories yeah, within yeah, yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, Old Ted Miller was a bad one, Jeff said, while they were taking a lunch break in the dry space in the shaft they were working. That's a weird way of wording that. I love a dry shaft. (laughs) Yeah, I love working a dry shaft Mm. specifically. Um, We always suspected he was stealing from the mine. Isn't that what every miner is doing? Uh, No. (laughs) That's the thing is like, where are you going to take it? Who are you going to sell it to? It's, It's literally... Oh, no, I meant like... You are literally stealing from the earth. Oh, that is true. That is fair. I thought you meant like stealing coal to sell elsewhere. Because I'm oh, like, you're no. Not, no one's going to buy like a piece of coal and been like. <laughs> Go back to the mine. Yeah. Huh? This will last you 10 minutes. Oh. No, but like even then, it's all fact. It's all, you know, you're on script and Disgusting. shit like Conglomerates that. Conglomerates and all yep. that. Capitalism at its worst. Yeah. We're we're an awful country and we deserve, uh, we deserve nothing but what comes to us. Yay. We never knew for sure until one day he was buried alive by a pillar of coal he was robbing. Um, okay, like I get what they're saying, but saying a pillar of coal <laughs> was just like collapse, like just like, no, you don't. I'm, yeah, I'm picturing like a sentient wave yeah. of rocks. And I'm just like, that's, but it's got to be pillar shaped. You know what I mean? Just a giant glistening cock. Yes, yeah, just, of, just of, of carbon. Yeah. That's actually where my last name comes from. Oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, we dug his body out, but we couldn't find his watch. He used to keep it hanging on a timber in the heading, but he must have had it with him on the day that he died because although we could hear it ticking away, we could never find it. 
Yeah, I've heard this story. I do know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff took a drink and continued. After a few days, the ticking stopped. I'm just getting folksier as we go as yeah. we go forward. By the end of it, you're just gonna you're gonna be able to make biscuits from scratch, just magically. Oh, have you not seen what my right hand is doing right now? <laughs> just oh, all that batter. <laughs> After a few days, the ticking stopped, and we thought no more of it until the day that Amos and Joshua heard the sound of a watch ticking in their seam. They work in a small seam, about twenty-eight inches wide, lying on their sides in the mud, and suddenly, as clear as day. They could hear the steady tick, tick, tick of a watch. They looked around, trying to see where the sound was coming from, puzzled because old Ted's watch had been buried on the other side of the mine. Amos started crawling out, carrying his load, and Josh followed right behind him. There's a lot of, like, just very sexual terminology involved. load makes me uncomfortable. There's a lot of... And it shouldn't. That's not... Load is a perfectly innocuous term that pornography has ruined. That's fair. Every time I do a load of laundry, I kind of cringe inwardly. Yeah. Uh, But with mining, there's there's shafts, there's loads, there's canaries. It's a whole... Yeah, canaries, my favorite fuck term. (laughs) It's where you get in a cage and peck at a giant bell covered in seeds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my fetish. Mm -hmm. There's a mirror there. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) literally... I just go to strip clubs and watch people do that for hours. (laughs) <laughs> well, they have all those giant cages <laughs> just really into bird play you know <laughs> uh so they're escaping from from their from their seam um carrying loads uh but suddenly the seam caved in killed josh instantly and amos was real shook up yeah yeah his friend died yep um jeff and jim finished their lunch in silence and went back to work did anyone ever find the watch? Jim asked if, after a few minutes. Nope. But people kept hearing it. The ticking sound would move through the mine, turning up one place, then another. And whenever it was heard, there'd be a fatal accident. Luke was killed in an explosion the morning after the fire, boss. Which sounds much more metal than it is. Right, it's a very boring job. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm, picture, I'm picturing like a video game character wreathed yeah. in flames. Yeah, fireman. <laughs> killed while he's making his nightly ex- inspection round. And uh, Robert choked to death on some bad air the day after hearing a watch ticking in his section of the mine. Jim watched Jeff carefully, trying to see if his brother-in-law was pulling his leg. But Jeff was serious. He was trying to warn him. I've never heard it myself. And I'm glad of it. <clears throat> Um, Jeff wouldn't talk about the death, death watch after that first day, but the other miners told Jim more about it. Its tick was louder than a normal watch. Good. That's ideal. Yeah. Really. You're uh, going to be like, now, which watch is that? Is that, is that the death watch every, or is that? Cover your watches. Yeah. Everyone. Every, everyone. <laughs> you hear that? I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks. Oh, but just somebody very far away with a pickaxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. That's just Dave working hard. Very <laughs> rhythmically. <laughs> the miners feared the death watch more than they feared the devil. Fair. Fair? Yeah. It's, it's more of a pressing concern. Yeah, I agree. Um, even though they're actively digging in the direction of the devil. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's not like the devil's going to show up and stop their union or something. <laughs> yeah. Even the devil's like. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Equal pay for equal work. Healthcare is a rent. Health kind of a democratic place, you know, comparatively. Yeah. 
boy. Um, some miners, upon hearing the ticking sound, had tried to smash the walls with their picks in an attempt to destroy it. Leave. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> Just leave. If you hear it, leave. <laughs> Just going full Captain Hook in the mine. <laughs> 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 So oh you, shit that crocodile's here we gotta go <laughs> nah nah dude he's he's just third shift he's just trying to bring a paycheck off <laughs> uh, huh. <clears throat> jim was still half convinced that the men were playing a joke on him according to the fire boss the death watch had not been heard ticking for many months jim had just about decided to laugh off the story when young billy wright came running up to the scene where he was working with two other miners I heard the death watch. It was over. It was over in Caleb's shaft. Yep. Again, it's just that's it's just just always unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> they dropped everything and followed Billy at a run. They were met by a terrible wave of heat and the roar of flames. They raced back towards the entrance of the mine, sounding the alarm. Rescue workers poured water into the mine using the water hoses until the fire was contained. Caleb was the only miner killed in the fire, which had been caused by a cable line. It was knocked down near a wooden timber. After the fire, Jim Kelly no longer doubted the truth of the Death Watch tick, but the watch went silent, and there followed several months of peace. All, the, all these miner stories are so fucking rambly. Yeah. Like, it's really... I'm sca- I mean, is it almost over? Yeah, we're, okay. we're getting there. Um... <clears throat> um mm-hmm. Uh, then one morning as Jim came up the gangway the fire boss again not, yeah. not as cool you as you keep think. thinking it's a cool job every time I hear it yeah. it's, like, it's like I have to jump on his head a bunch of times yeah, yeah, and just, then just like gotta find his weakness <laughs> um, cast arrow <clears throat> to save yourself <laughs> um, Jim said the boss looking very grave I want you to go back home um, do as I tell you you'll be thanking me later Jim was frightened, and he couldn't afford to be fired. Jim was a stupid man who couldn't read context Sure, clues. Jim, the fire boss, is like, go home. Actively terrified. He's like, please leave now. Yeah. Um, Listen, boss, I don't understand. I thought I was giving satisfaction. What? <laughs> Again. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, West Virginia has some weird slang. Like, when people, people, when people don't hear you, they don't say what. They say, do what now? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever. Please. Uh, I do it I still. Like, do what now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it sounds like a bit, but it's just like, like, like I, I remember like a couple years ago, I was at home. I was in a GameStop, and it was around Christmas, and some dude took a phone call, and he just goes, do what now? <laughs> And I was just like, he can't hear the other guy. I absolutely knew what the problem was. Um, so like, but that is, that is new. I have never, I only bring that up to be like, I am not familiar with this terminology. Every, every one of my performance reviews from now on, I'm going to say, I thought I was giving satisfaction. Yeah, that's honestly, that is very much like a mistranslated video game coming over from Japan. Instead of like saying like, good job when you beat a level, it's like you gave satisfaction. <laughs> to continue, bite the wax tadpole. <laughs> is that um, how they say press start? 
<laughs> I thought it was giving satisfaction. Why are you calling me off? Which also oh that one makes perfect sense to oh, me. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? You never heard like calling off or about like <clears throat> being sent home. Uh, yeah, but only ever in the like that's a first person thing. Like I I call off. Someone doesn't sure. call me off. I've heard it both ways. That's, I that's, guess that's that's semantics. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, Jim asked, feeling angry now. This just ends with him fighting the boss. Yeah, that's it. It's just, just like no ghost. It's just started rage. hearing started hearing the ticking, and then Jim fucking hit him in the face <laughs> with a paperweight. Surprise! It's Roadhouse. <laughs> The fire boss's shoulders sagged as if under a heavy weight. If you must know, he said slowly, I heard the death watch ticking in your section while I was making my inspection rounds last night. If you go in there today, you won't come out. The death watch? Jim gasped. Um, I'm just picturing Jimmy Stewart. Well, the death, death watch? watch? Cheryl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh... He felt his heart clench, and the dinner pail rattled in his hands. You don't know what a dinner pail is? Do you want to know? I'm assuming it's a lunchbox? It is not. What? It's a bucket. Straight up, it is a pail with food in it. What? Yeah. Okay. There's like a there's like a towel or something on top to like keep it warm, to help keep <laughs> it warm or something, keep stuff out. But it is straight up, it is straight up a bucket. What? Okay, size-wise, is it just like... It's pretty traditionally bucket sized. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's not like a smaller thing, but like it's only like it'll it'll have everything in there except for like you have a thermos for your drink. Sure, but it'll be like you know it'll be like some chicken, <laughs> a couple sides, some bread, and then like a napkin over top. So, uh, I'll I'll buy it. When you mentioned thermos, I thought you were going to say, "Well, they don't have thermoses; they just pour it into the bucket." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, thermos. We didn't get thermoses in West Virginia until 1993. Just, just everything before that was. Every miner has two things: a helmet and a bucket full of chicken and coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, so slowly, Jim nodded to the fire boss and turned to head back home. As he hurried towards his new cottage, Jim was filled with gratitude. He'd been spared the fate of so many of his fellow miners. Glancing at his watch, he realized that he could still make the 8 o'clock mass if he hurried. Yeah, there we go. Catholics. I was honestly trying to figure out if this was a Catholic or a Protestant character. <laughs> you couldn't t- tell from the contents of his dinner pail? <laughs> well, that's the thing is they didn't say last names. They did so, not. No. So I was waiting to see because uh, Jim, you'll find plenty of Italian Jims. Jeff's are rare. And that was his brother. So I honestly wasn't sure. Uh, fair. huh? So but when you say mass, baby, that's all Catholic. <laughs> I also I mean, I guess he just he just uh, narrowly avoided death. He got to go. Oh, yeah. Thank the Lord. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of I mean, like there weren't a lot of Italians in West Virginia, mm-hmm. but like most of them like coal mine work was the work they could find. So fair. Wanting to give thanks for his escape from death, Jim changed quickly into his Sunday clothes and raced towards the church. When he reached the railroad grade crossing, he found the gates down. Not wishing to miss the mass, Jim jumped the gates and stepped onto the tracks. The last thing he heard was the scream of a train whistle as the 755 flyer came roaring down the tracks. Yeah. What a dumb way to go. That's That's the end, right? Yep. End of story. What the? First of all, no reference to the clock. Nope. 
Yep, nothing. No ticks at the yeah, end. Yeah, he didn't hear the ticks. Nah. Oh, is it like is it like a is it like a quantum entanglement thing, like spooky action? That's at the, the implication. I'll I'll say this: the version of the story I've heard does not end with him getting hit by a train. It ends with him uh, just being thankful to survive. Oh, so that is different. I have to say, um, as long-winded and rambly as this was, yeah. I very much like the Final Destination. Vibes of it, yeah. Yeah, where it's like you can't escape the Death Watch. Sure, and that I think is probably a better story, but I remember as a kid just being like, oh, so it's just like a warning. It's more like a hopeful thing than a bad thing. Yeah. But this one is just like, it's your time, It'll which makes you. sense with a watch. It's it's weird, too, that I, I feel like I can never get a clear beat on what, what ghosts want because it seems like the robber... The robber miner yeah. should be a little bit more vindictive, or I don't think it's him. I think it's legitimately. I don't. I, don't, I honestly don't think it's his ghost. I don't think it's his Ooh. watch. I think it is more of a uh, an item being alive kind of thing. Mm. That is more how I feel about Interesting. it. Interesting. Like it's been it's been imbued with some kind of a yeah. some kind of a force or a will. Exactly. Yeah. Ah. And that may be from the dead miner, but I don't think it's him being like like threatening people or anything i think it is i think it is more just like this is is, bad things are coming this is what the watch does also what fucking idiot is like oh yeah i'll jump the track because first of all you can feel a train coming you can feel it the ground would be shaking like fuck yeah uh and you and honestly i don't know where in the town that he's going where there's just train tracks where you can't see fairly good in either direction where the train is you know like a, like with children's railroad toys they'll yes. have like there'll be rail pieces and then there will be like tunnel yes and it's a tunnel that's not in the ground it's no, just it's like just a, a tunnel tube. yeah i'm picturing like that and then a break with a road and then more tunnel <laughs> like, and Jim's just, just driving like, right through the valley i gotta go <laughs> gotta get to church <laughs> Gotta tell the priest about my sins. Yeah. Did he, unspeakable things in that shaft in my pail. All of the satisfaction I gave the fire boss. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, fuck. No, that's, yeah, but that is honestly one I'm familiar with. So that was a pleasant surprise. Nice. Um, um, sp- spooky? Is it, uh, we, I mean, we do, we do a, we do a, one out of something rating system sure. where you get to choose an item from the story. Um, uh, I, I would give it uh, uh, three out of five stealth trains. Okay. Uh. I love a good stealth train. <laughs> and this is out of um, one is not spooky. Yes. And five is very spooky. I'll yep. say two fire bosses. Okay. <laughs> I'll give this two fire bosses. You you need that special uh, that special shield to get past two fire. Exactly bosses. right. That's you gotta uh, if, honestly if you aren't leveling up if you're not grinding, <laughs> you're not gonna beat the fire bosses. Um, I think I think that's fair. I'm giving it that that extra one just for the. I like I like a story that takes a turn and does something unexpected like sure. kill the guy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not I, my 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 main reason is just like I just don't think it's like a malevolent deity you sure. know what i mean i think it is more of a i hate that i'm near this dark hallway while we're talking about spooky stuff by the way can i say that i am like like every couple of seconds like I, I hate that i'm looking in there now just looking over just um, waiting for something to grab me you don't do, have a tv oh no projector oh okay yeah yeah i was just like i was just like why is this living room 
Where do you project it on? This wall? Yep. Do you just take this painting down? Oh, to the dog. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, listeners, Jamie just jumped like he saw the fire boss. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I can turn on a pink light That's, over no, there. It's, honestly, it's fine. It really is. I just happen to like look over at the worst moment. <laughs> and you just see a sh- and, <laughs> Hello, you scared the shit out of me. Hi. Uh, she does that sometimes. Uh, that was honestly so funny because it would have been like, what, two <laughs> minutes since I mentioned <laughs> that I was like afraid of this hallway. And then suddenly just the curtain moves. The curtain shifts. Um, I like that it's the hallway is more troubling than the absolutely nightmarish rabbit monster. Oh, I'm uh, fine with that. That seems like fun to good. me. Good. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a Halloween costume that got out of hand. Um, what was the reference point for it? Oh, I found a fur coat that cost $20. That's fair. Yeah. Is it a rabbit? I honestly thought it was a llama. Um. Oh, my God. It does look way more like a llama. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to slam it, but... Yeah, and also, you know, with the pattern, it kind of gives it a vaguely South American yes, vibe. Yes, that's a definitely yeah. a big part it of it. Looks, it looks like some weird Mesoamerican demon. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. a fun one, not a, not a yeah, bad one. Yeah. The face comes off, and then it's just it's just your face, so you can you can wear it like a hood. That's some midsummer shit it's, right there. Yeah, It's a lot of fun, keeps you real toasty. Um, oh, especially for October? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. helps. Um, well, yeah, so okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say that one, not bad little bit of a wobbly start yeah but then uh, it got there it got its legs it's it's one of the uh, i'm not sure if this is like a i'm jaded type situation or if uh if there's just so many only so many types of ghost story sure uh well all right then i think um i'm going to uh i'm gonna go pee and then uh we can do the other one sure Oh, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Hi, Shane Hosey, host of Grim Designs, a podcast about game design and cheating death. Each episode sees me and a friend creating a new analog game from scratch using a deck of cards, some dice, D&D dice, pen and paper, whatever you have lying around the house. And I use those games to play the Grim Reaper and extend my unnaturally long life. That part isn't part of the show. I mean, we, we couldn't get death to sign the waiver. But you can check it out. Part of Sobolo Media. That's Grim Designs, hosted by me, Shane Hosey. Stay safe, everybody. Um, Which one are you leaning towards? Oh, good question. I think... I think I might want to do the witch bridle. Okay. Just because I... That's that's one that I remember. It's fun. We both do ones that we kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, um, that sounds vaguely familiar, but not nearly as much as the watch one did. This one, I if it's the thing that I'm thinking of, it's a... It's one of those scary stories that I read in my childhood where I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, just that kind of troubling uh nonsensical terror where you're like this that happens yeah it's like full-on it's almost comedic the amount of nonsense that it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh we'll we'll see in just a second um i'm not actually going to pee i just say that so i can edit in the sound effect of oh. the toilet flushing and then there's an ad for another podcast gotcha okay um all right well uh my numbers have been toed uh ready to boogie uh Tood? Yeah, like you know, you go number two. So rude to take a shit while you have a guest. 
what a crazy power move that would right? be if oh they just like God. it's like i'm gonna leave the room for five minutes look at the dog <laughs> <laughs> let's ignore the noises hum hum to yourself <laughs> sing me a song then <laughs> <laughs> i just bust out the piano man intro also yeah. can we talk about how, com- how amazing it is that there's a song called piano man that starts with a harmonica solo <laughs> Like, you're fucking confident in your shit to be like, here's a little bit of piano, full-on minute-and-a-half harmonica solo. Probably we'll, not that long. But. We'll get to it. <laughs> the piano is coming. <laughs> I'm Billy Joel. Trust me. I had a... There was a song recently that I, I became fixated with. Uh, it was Highwaymen by mm. The Highwaymen, which I'm, was... How does it go? I was a highwayman along the coach roads I did ride. Sword and pistol by my side. Um, It goes through like these, all of these archetypes of like, it's like I was a highwayman. I was a dam builder and like I was a sailor. And then Johnny Cash rolls in the last verse and he's just like, I fly a starship. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Cash is just going to do what Johnny Cash wants to do. It's great. And then, and then he's, he's like, um, uh, he's like, I, I fly a starship across the universe divide. And when I reach the other side, um, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Oh, so it's the same it's guy. Like the, it's like fucking Doctor Who. That's crazy. It's a cra- it's a it's a it's a M. Night Shyamalan-esque uh, twist in the third act. Um, I need to re-listen to this song. Check it out. It's it's also a pretty banging tune. Sure. Um, well, I like. I mean, I tend to trust in super groups. Like, yeah. Um, I was upset. You know the traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had that song. The it's all right. You know that one. Yeah. Um, because it would always end. It would always be like end credits for movies and stuff. And I, for the longest time, was like working on this project. I didn't finish it even remotely, but I played that song, and it was all the time Sean Bean got murdered and things. <laughs> just like every single time and it was just a lot of fun for me but after like i think i put like the eighth one in there i was just like this is taking too long and i don't know if the payoff (laughs) is going to be worth it so it it joined the projects of many uh, that i have abandoned along the way like bits that got out of control it's in it's in the maybe list yeah i will (laughs) i hope to someday go back to it along with my uh my podcast party of six which is where i just talk about uh what I think episodes of Party of Five are about, even though I've never, I'm not watching them, and I'm not going to watch them. I just would do like, here's what I think happened in the pilot. I have never wanted to hear something more. Uh, I may go back to it at some point, but right now, especially because they're bringing Party of Five back. What? They're not bringing it back. Well, it's supposedly. It, first of all, it's the same creators. But it's a new family, and instead of the parents dying, which I believe was what happened on the original show, um, the parents uh, were because uh, they're immig- it's an immigrant family. The parents were deported. Okay, and so... all of the kids, like the oldest son, is trying to bring the family together through um, without mm-hmm. their parents around, and I think that'll add a more interesting dynamic. So interesting. So at the end of Party of Six, after you do the original series, will you then just go and actually watch the new one? No, like you never- I refuse. <laughs> I love the idea of uh, short run podcasts. Yeah. Like I had this uh, idea with a a friend of mine who we both like just to talk about weird theories about what 
the Pokemon world is. Oh, like I used to read those creepy pastas about it all the time. They're creepy pastas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About how like <clears throat> how this world came, like the kind of eldritch horrors that would have to exist yeah, for like, this world to for for like the amount of out of control genetic engineering that would need to happen to lead the Japanese government to retask the youth of the entire right. country to well, clean up. I don't know if it's the, uh, the all the youth. I think it is a profession that you have to choose. But it is weird that they are training right the child song. soldiers to be like basically like home base for these tiny murderous monsters. Have you ever read the the comic, the like the manga? No. It's fucking way darker. Holy oh, shit. No. Like 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 uh, some of the gym leaders are terrorists, like they're members of Team Rocket. <laughs> and like the Elite 4 is not like uh oh this is a fun sports thing. They are like four like known criminals. <laughs> <laughs> who are trying to like take over the world and it's these kids fighting them like people are like i don't think people actually die because it is still four kids sure but like when a pokemon attacks it could be like oh if that had hit you you would have lost like a limb or some shit that's the thing where yeah. i'm like and an like, arbok gets chopped in half in one of them oh, no. and then they like have a throwaway line where, like well as long as the head's all, all together it can regenerate and i'm just like you were no. just saying that for kids so we like going through the the poke like because if you go through, there's clear uses for yeah. them, like as tools. Yes, where you're like, uh, okay, you you got your your Voltorbs. That's probably like you throw that in a in a car or something. It's a battery. Who sure. knows? Jinx is a sex thing, probably. Very or a Mr. racist, M- yeah, a racist sex thing. Of <laughs> course, they redid her skin. <clears throat> purple, make it purple. It yeah. codes less problematically yep. uh mr mime maybe also a sex thing licky tongue definitely a sex absolutely thing. a sex yeah. thing um so it, it, uh, that's that's fun for five episodes is yeah the thing. and then after that you're just like yeah. all right yeah we're, we're gonna we we're gonna call it poke men and we would just talk about pokemon and eat poke that's not bad not bad. i yeah. love poke it's great um case in point it is a podcast about tangents um uh all right well 27 the witch bridal to determine the level of folksiness, uh, the first two words of this story are, well now? Perfect. Excellent. That's a good fucking <laughs> scene center. From Albright, West Virginia. All right. Well now, old Ebenezer Braham learned a lesson about dealing with witches one night last summer, and it's one he won't ever forget. No, sir. <laughs> fucking perfect start. <laughs> Ebenezer was living at the time in a one-room log cabin outside Albright near the Cheat River. Okay, I know where the Cheat River is. The cabin didn't have too much in the way of furnishings, just a great big old fireplace in one corner and his little bed in the other. Ebenezer was a simple man. It's a, it's a, it's a weirdly symmetrical layout. Yeah, that's... um. That seems like some like the kind of thing like uh, the start of a Robert Redford movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's that one with the you know that the the gif of Robert yeah, Redford like, like nodding. Mm, yeah, that was Zach Galifianakis. Me for too. The Forever. Time. And then someone on like Reddit like three years ago was like from that Robert Redford movie, and I was like, what? It blew my mind. <laughs> one night, Ebenezer woke up hearing men's voices talking right there in his cabin. He didn't know where the men had come from, but he figured it was best to pretend he was still sleeping until he learned what was going on. Guys, don't hurt me. I'll give satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be the fire boss? <laughs> is, that, is that just code for having syphilis? Yeah. It's just being like, you're the most powerful STD person. <laughs> yeah. 
He listened carefully, and to his astonishment, he learned that the voices belonged to men who were members of a band of witches. They were using his house to store their bewitched bridles. They were man witches. Oh, yeah. that's Witch used to be like, warlock is a fairly recent term. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, at least as I understand it, I could be wrong. Just delicious, like, beef sandwiches. What? The man witch? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish the world could see the disappointment on my face after you said that. <laughs> this is this is just so I could cut in a clip of, of Mike Garcia referring to a man witch as a loose beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most upsetting three words I've ever heard. Yeah, that makes me... That's like a disappointing Arby's slogan. <laughs> you like our loose beef sandwiches? Arby's, come for the logo that looks like a fish. Uh, stay for the loose beef. Mm, mm. I do like Arby's. I'm not going to shit on them. Good fries. Good fries. Yeah, yeah, I like the horsey sauce too. Yeah. From the bits of conversation he overheard, Ebenezer realized that the men could use the bridles on man or beast who would then be subjected to the witch's will. Carrying the witches like horses wherever they wanted to go. That night, these witches wanted to go to the witch feast up on Scraggle Mountain. <laughs> is, that, is that Fraggle Rock adjacent? Fucking guess. <laughs> it's not a mountain anymore thanks to mountaintop removal, but... <laughs> Holy shit, Scraggle Mountain. That's that, uh, that's that, it's, now it's that mine where Jeff died. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's just these witches brought in big business. They <laughs> sold the rights. And they were going to ride Ebenezer's calves all the way up there and back. Ebenezer was real sore when he heard that. He was proud of those calves. One of them was sure to win him prizes at the local fair. Oh my god, he means, like, it's the plural of calves. Yeah. <laughs> Were you picturing his legs? Yes, I absolutely was. Because they specifically say, okay, I do not know this story, I don't think. But they were specifically saying man or beast. And then like, and and honestly, it seems like a folksy way of saying, we're going to ride this man's calves. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not calves. I'm a fucking idiot. One of the witches, the seventh one, was missing from the group that night. That's a big group of witches. That like what? So that's like that's a coven. Three point five to a calf. Yeah, because he only has two, right? Yeah, that's. I guess they take turns. Wait, did they say? No, we we're just thinking about his, his legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm doing it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the witches complained bitterly about his defection, and Ebenezer cracked open one of his eyes to get a glimpse at them while they were deep in conversation. He watched as they took the witch bridles and a magic ointment out from under the hearthstone. All right. This is getting real uncomfortable. <laughs> he saw them rub the ointment on their foreheads and throats, cross themselves three times, and fly up the chimney. Is that where they kept the bridles? Uh, they, well, the hearthstone's like the stone where the chimney is under, like, yeah. right? Because that's <clears throat> where the fire is. Yeah, but the, the calves are... Presumably, what's out. wrong with the fucking door? Yeah, he's asleep. They're not showing yeah, off to anybody. It's, it's not just... like it's gonna be a game changer. It's just like, it's just like we're bragging that, like, look how limber we still are. We're these old witches. And then these these old witches cartwheeled through a window. <laughs> <laughs> these old witches skipped it out of the fucking chimney. <laughs> Ebenezer jumped out of bed and watched from the window as the witches placed the bridles on six of his seven calves and rode them away towards Scraggle Mountain. Still hate that name. Well, Ebenezer decided, well, Ebenezer decided <laughs> to do something foolish. 
He had never been to a witch's feast, and here was one witch bridal and the magic ointment right under his hearthstone. He would never have a better opportunity than this. It's bananas to me that the witches have decided to keep. It's like in like all the Men in Black sequels, are like we need guns. Yeah, and they, and they just, just go walk into, into someone's, someone's house. house. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I used to live here, and then like they neuralize yeah. that poor family. I watched <laughs> Men in Black International the other day. Ooh. It was fine. Okay, it was oh. top of the bell curve. That is higher than I assumed it would be. Yeah, it was. It was sincerely incredibly fine okay it was not like anything interesting happened but not it wasn't bad it really wasn't bad it was like uh like eating uh, a sleeve of saltines yes it, it was like if you need to do this for sustenance that fine. is fine it'll carry you through exactly but you will not go back to this if you do not have to <laughs> you should just bring back the men in black cartoon that shit was dope yeah then he took the ointment, rubbed it on his forehead and throat, crossed himself three times, and flew right up the chimney with a startled <clears throat> yell of delight. So it is not witch power at all. It's just that, like, that's just what happened. Yeah, it is just the ointment. It's like flubber. Yeah. <laughs> First, you have a robot daughter who's in love with you. <laughs> and then you create a slime who's like a son. Yep. Then you fall in love with a... Linda Cardellini. Yeah, and then your robot daughter dies. And Linda also, Fiorentino. Yeah, I was about to say it is not. <laughs> it is not Linda Cardellini. She would have been like eighteen. What happened? I looked up uh, Linda Fort Fiorentini the other day. <clears throat> she disappeared in like two thousand and five. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, she stopped acting, and then she got like in trouble for like doing. She, she was dating like an FBI agent, and oh. her ex boyfriend was like under investigation for something. Oh no. And she had her current boyfriend access the files um to see if she could, she said it was for like a movie she was working on, but it was uh I'm I'm just reciting what I read on Wikipedia like 3 days ago. This is bana- if you had been like, "Hey, guess why Linda Fiorentino doesn't act anymore?" This wouldn't be my guess. She's not in jail from it. She's just like <laughs> she's just like committed a terrible information crime. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, and like, I, I think Kevin Smith kind of destroyed her career, honestly. Yeah. He said she was a bad person to work with on the set of Dogma. Well, if anybody's to believe, be believed, it's Kevin Smith. I know you're being facetious. But I actually, I said I, I, it and I kind of would actually yeah, believe him. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem like the kind of thing he would lie about weirdly, yeah. right? Yeah. He's been super candid about like how shitty Bruce Willis is. Yeah, which sucks. Cause I actually really like Cop Out. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I suppose I will at some point too. He, I like, I, I was on board for Tusk. I think that that's beautiful performance see, I didn't art. See any of the horror ones? I didn't see Red State. I didn't see Tusk. I didn't see. I. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Yoga Hosers. Yeah. yeah. Did so, you have another one after that too? I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Red State, I thought was actually, it was a very competent like indie horror movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, uh, Tusk is is grotesque performance art that sprang from like an idea on a podcast. Yeah. And it's beautiful for that yeah. reason and no others. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason. Like, Because, I mean, it's definitely a comedy. Yeah. Yes. But, but, like, people... but you've got a couple of great like Michael Park monologues. Yeah, and I love Michael uh, Park. Who so doesn't? good. Yeah. Uh, Ebenezer landed in the calf lot and bridled up the last calf, a small red one. What? Why is it red? 
I guess cows can be red. Yeah, Just like not what I picture. Brown. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's like a rust, rust brown. Yeah, russet. Yeah, that's sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There we he go. jumped up on its back and urged the small animal to its top speed. He wanted to follow these witch men to the feast, and they had a head start on him. Okay. I okay. The little red calf was as fast as the wind. Before you could say Jack Robinson. Do they mean Jackie Robinson? <laughs> Before you could say Jack Robinson, a guy I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know Jack? He works at the 7-Eleven. Well, before you could say his name, <laughs> Ebenezer could see the witch men ahead of him at the ford. The men urged the calves to jump the stream. The calves all made the leap with ease, except the small white calf, which landed in the water on the far side of the stream. The calf had, That calf had to wade out and climb the steep bank on the other side, but soon it was running merrily behind the others, its riders just a little bit wet. Why include that part? Unless that unless that has a bearing on the story I later. I do not think it will. I do not think so either. Uh, <laughs> you got to let us know that there's... Oh, I see why. It makes sense with the next one. Um, Reb- Ebenezer knew his calf was even smaller. Ah. Yeah. Than the white one. But it had to. But it had run so fast that he was sure it could make the jump. So Ebenezer urged his calf forward. The brave little red calf jumped as high as it could, but it landed on a log that had been submerged smack in the center of the stream. The log split in two, and Ebenezer barely managed to grab a hold of it with one hand and the witch bridle with the other. The bit of the witch bridle slid out of the mouth of the calf, and the little animal disappeared beneath the water. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Well, this got kind of sad. Oh. Ebenezer was angry and wet. <laughs> Covered in witch balm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wonder if that gets washed off. Oh, yeah. What if they don't even need that for the bridal? What if that's just like a weird thing? Yeah, that's just like, (laughs) let's use a little bit of the ointment. We like being slightly shiny. (laughs) (laughs) But before we just have dry skin. Uh, But before he could stand, smack, something jumped on his back and wham, something pushed the witch bridal into his mouth. (laughs) What the fuck? Ebenezer barely got a glimpse of a large blue cat before it mounted him. What? (laughs) What? <laughs> I will get a ride to the witch's face after all. Too bad about your calf, Ebenezer. If you hadn't pushed him to jump, I would have ridden him instead of you. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll be honest. I'm very excited for the turn that this is taking. Is I, this the story you yep, had heard? Yes, okay. it is. I, but I'll tell you later. This is It's like a fucking Rashomon situation. Yeah, it seems it's, like. It's like I heard it from a completely different angle. You heard it from the cat's perspective. <laughs> The big blue cat twitched the reins and slapped Ebenezer in the face with one big blue paw. All right, have you played Sonic Adventure? No. There is a cat named Big the Cat, and he is large and blue, and that is all I can picture now. And honestly, you should look up a picture of him later because it makes this story way better. Oh, now I'm just picturing Sonic the Hedgehog, who is also Equivalent. Comes Um, out tomorrow. Oh, really? The movie. Wow. I, I'm probably going to see it. Oh, boy. I hate myself, so, you know. <laughs> I deserve this. Right. This is my punishment for existence. <laughs> Ebenezer was terribly mad, but he was under the spell of that witch bridle, so all he could do was crawl off towards Scraggle Mountain on his hands and knees like a horse. Ooh, on his knees? It's going to hurt. The big blue cat was a mean one. It jumped up and down on Ebenezer's back, urging him to go faster. It whipped him with the reins and beat him with its claws and jerked the bit back and forth in Ebenezer's mouth until his his teeth ached up. Or sorry, his teeth ached. Up and up they climbed over terribly sharp rocks, hard roots, and bumpy ground. Ha ha! The cat laughed. Ha ha ha! (laughs) 
I cat love, is dramatic. I love this swashbuckling witch cat. It's like, uh, kind of reminds me of um, the fox from Labyrinth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At last they drew near the witch's meeting place on Scraggle Mountain, and the big blue cat tied Ebenezer like a horse so that he could ride him back down the mountain when the feasting was over. While the blue big blue cat went off to revel with the other witches, Ebenezer tried and tried to shake the witch's bridal control over his mind. He was still trying when the big blue cat returned to the place Ebenezer was tied. The cat was yawning sleepily. I'm going to take a nap before I ride you home. Ha ha. Every time. Just. <laughs> this cat is just excited to be alive. Said the blue cat next to Ebenezer. Cats are. The cat like just did a little bit of coke. Yeah, just a bit. Just, just. Ha ha. Uh, I want to write a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer, be my typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. That's the bridal mix you. We should start a business together. <laughs> we'll call it Cat and Man Horse Incorporated. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the bee's knees, Ebenezer? <laughs> <laughs> right, that was just something I wanted to say. That's you know, solid. I support uh, it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it curled up ne- to the ch- under the tree next to Ebenezer and fell asleep immediately. Somehow, the sight of the terrible blue cat did the trick. Suddenly, Ebenezer's mind was clear, and he pulled off the witch bridle. Gazing angrily at the blue cat, Ebenezer decided it was his turn for a ride. He <laughs> snuck up on the cat and thrust the bridle over its head and took the bit into its mouth. Ruthlessly, yeah, this is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> Ruthlessly, he shook the cat awake. The big blue cat snarled and hit out at Ebenezer with its claws, but Ebenezer just laughed. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> I was your horse up the mountain. Now you can be my horse down the mountain. And you've got the easier piece because it's all downhill from here. So I guess you'll have to take me all the way home to make it even. You'll be my horse down the mountain is something that I have never said outside of a bedroom. Oh, no. (laughs) Your family listens to this. Well... Now that's how my family says good night. Oh, that's very pervert. uncomfortable. <laughs> the cat yowled and pleaded with Ebenezer, but in the end it had to carry him down the mountain. Ebenezer was a big heavy man and the cat's paws were scratched and bleeding by the time they reached the bottom of the mountain. The blue cat groaned and complained at the weight of its burden. Okay. First of all, the cat is magical. Yeah. The cat has magic powers, but also like Ebenezer was a big heavy man. Then his knees are already fucked. Yeah. And if he had to like, I don't feel bad for this cat. I really don't. The cat's feet are like, he has paws. They've, they're built for walking outdoors. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he might be like, like a man cat. I mean, okay. They haven't told you if it's like, like this is just a tiger that walks. Be fucked if it was just it's a house cat. Yeah, that would be great. He's just like just giant ah. riding like a fucking Maine coon. (laughs) That cat would be dead as shit. (laughs) They were nearly back to Ebenezer's house when the blue cat turned aside and tried to carry Ebenezer toward an old dilapidated hut. Ebenezer was feeling happier now, content that he had avenged himself sufficiently on the terrible blue cat. He decided to let it go and walk the rest of the way home. He dismounted but kept the witch bridle firmly in place as the blue cat hobbled toward the door. As soon as the blue cat reached the hut, it was transformed into an evil old witch woman. Oh. Yeah, that's a shift. Lady witch. Right? Finally. Oh, man, there's art. And it is Ebenezer riding what looks to be a bear. And his hat is falling off. <laughs> that's a drawing of a man who took mescaline. <laughs> right? That is very much. Have you ever seen um, Toward uh, Pharmacy? No. The comedy thing? Uh-uh. Well, this bit's not going to work. <laughs> 
But there's a bit in there where Nathan, uh, I don't remember his last name, um, from Nathan for you. Oh yeah, no. Nathan Fielder. There Thank we go. You for saying enough, yep. that definitely helped. Um, but he plays a guy in there who is um, part of the drug council for it, and he, what he does is he tries all the drugs to get an idea of what they make you feel, and all the pictures are of. Um, <laughs> Uh, him doing something weird and a bear giving him oral sex. <laughs> all of all of his paintings that he does, and then and then one of them is him giving the bear oral sex, and that is very much that is this is very much bear oral sex vibes. <laughs> it's yeah, he was that horse's bear down the mountain, just like in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha ha! She cackled at Ebenezer. Now you see who I really am. I'm going to bewitch you until you die, Ebenezer. Sure. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I that's s- understandable. I Why was she a cat, though? It's probably a sex thing. Oh, for sure. This was for sure. They call it a feast. That was that was a bang bus situation. But she had to take a she had to take a nap afterwards. That yeah, <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> she probably needed some water to rehydrate. Ho 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 covered in balm. You said bomb. <laughs> Not what I heard at first. <laughs> ho, 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 said Ebenezer. I still have the witch bridle on you, and I am still your master. I'm going to chain you to the wall and go home to make a silver bullet. Then I'll come back and shoot you. Cool. Saul, okay. I like the intention. There's a lot of wiggle room in this plan. Yeah, this is a bad plan. Um, take, take her with you. Yeah, dude. Don't. Every time. Yeah, don't. And also, maybe just like let her go. Yeah. She's not just be like, hey, I won't. If you don't kill me, I won't kill you. I'm going to keep this bridle. Anyway, the witch woman wailed and pleaded for Ebenezer to spare her life. But Ebenezer chained her up and went home with the witch bridle to make a silver bullet. He didn't leave her in the bridle. Hmm. Well, just after sunrise, this is taking some turns. (laughs) A man came to the dilapidated hut to plead with the witch to spare the life of his son whom the witch had cursed the previous evening. When the man saw that the witch was changed, he thought he should go away. <laughs> Honestly, good call, man. I'll leave yeah. you to whatever this is. This is this is uncomfortable. Good night. Have a great evening. Mm. <laughs> Someone was obviously going to take care of that evil witch and then his son would be free of the curse. It's like it's like somebody walking in and like Act two of Black Snake Moan. Yeah, just and being just like, being like all right, I'm gonna hit the road. Yeah, yeah, you're good, Samuel Jackson. Everything else set here. All right, I'll be back in a week. Christina Ricci, what happened to you? <laughs> Penelope was good. Yeah, but the witch, seeing a chance at freedom, beguiled the man by claiming that her death would not remove the curse from his son. The witch is a liar. It obviously would. Yeah, it for sure would. That's how curses work historically, mm-hmm. unless the item was cursed. Oh, sure. If the man set her free, she said, she would remove the curse and promise never to harm the man or his family again. As proof of her goodwill, she offered the man a gold ring she had in her pocket. So the man found a sharp stone and broke the chain holding her to the wall. He left the hut with the antidote for his son and the gold ring in his pocket. Dog. Short-sighted. Yeah. You gonna trust that ring? That ring sure is shit cursed. Ha ha ha, I will deal with you later, the witch called softly after his departing figure. (laughs) Right now, I have another spell to make. First of all, just let him go. He helped you. Uh, See, this, this, if only old Ebenezer had just waited in a bush to be like, 
let's see what the, what the witch does yeah, when left see, to her own witchy devices. When this man comes, who I know is coming. I think there is no hero in this story. No. Which is a shame. Those first six witches. What happened to them? They, were, uh, they went they, and had a party. Yeah. And then they brought the calves back. Did they? I assume. I mean. We haven't reached that point. That's fair. We'll find out soon. We only have two pages left. <laughs> the witch pulled out the shining tin pan she used for spells from her crooked wooden cupboard and sat down in the blazing sunshine. She gazed unblinking into the brightness of the tin. Her evil eyes were used to the glare after many years of spell making. She began to chant the spell, calling on the devil to help her bewitch Ebenezer Braham. Isn't Braham like Latin for cow or something? I know Brahma is like a Hindu term. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Braham is also close to it. I think it is. I don't have a future Avalon will tell us in the edit. It is not. Perfect. Thank you, future Avalon. You are most welcome. He shall be in pain, she said. Terrible pain. With her finger, the witch drew fingers on the blazing tin pan and tapped the pan several times. How was this magic? It's just like looking into the sun. I mean, you're yeah, just... like she's just like, I'm going to put this on a fire, touch it some, and that'll do the spell. <laughs> Man, I understand now where they introduced this is, wands. This is the same problem I have with all witches. It's, this, it's it, just this shit where it's like, I'm going to think about this crystal witches, for a while. Witches are the basic bitches of the magic world. <sighs> I swear to God. Drink some blood. Come on. Yeah, do something metal. Yeah. At his home, Ebenezer was nearly finished making the silver bullet. As a precaution, he had also drawn the likeness of the witch on a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Do you mind if I sketch you real quick? She looked like this. This is her. This is if she killed me. This is her. Also, we're neighbors. (laughs) Did you know that? We live pretty close. (laughs) He could feel the witch's spell trying to take him, so he hurriedly put the silver bullet into his gun. Then he out, ran outside, fixed the picture of the witch to a tree, took aim, and fired. The silver bullet struck the center of the picture and slammed deeply into the tree. So we're just running on hocus pocus rules here, huh? So weirdly, on the last episode I had Mike on with, we read a story about uh, a guy who was witched, and they said that the only way to, to fix a witch is to go draw her picture on a tree and drive a nail I've also I've heard of that from other things. Mm -hmm. So images of witches have power over them in in old stories. And apparently you can just shoot them. (laughs) That's way that's bad. It's got to be a silver bullet, but that's still tight. So much faster. Yeah. Then hammering a whole nail. Well, you got to make the bullet. That takes a little while. I I could probably make a bullet. You could. It's not that hard. It just takes a minute. You just need Eh, like the casings and stuff. Not the casing. The. The mold. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you got to find some gunpowder. He's mm-hmm. probably got it. I'm sure he has I mean, everything yeah, he's he probably needs. prepared. The silver is probably... It's not like li- he's going to lose things in a sparsely decorated house. I have bed and fire. And apparently seven witch bridles. And also the forging tools. Yeah, and, and six weird men at night. <laughs> well, that's just a party. In the doorway of the hut, the witch was finishing her spell. Pain shall plague Ebenezer Braham henceforth until he dies, so help me... D- It was at that critical moment that the bullet pierced the center of the picture. The witch gave a terrible cry, dropped the glowing tin pan, and clapped her hand to her heart. I am shot. I am killed. She screamed and fell over dead. (laughs) I want my last words to be, I am killed. Right? That's so good. Who was it who had, like, really good last words? I think it was Roald Dahl. He had given his, like, last words to his family, Mm. and then a nurse... 
applied a medicine, like, uh, like put a needle to his medicine, and his last words ended up being, ow, fuck. <laughs> I think that was Roald Dahl. It was definitely, like, a, some child writer. It sounds, it sounds right. Um, um, but that's so fucking funny to me. Oh, God. Ebenezer felt the spell lift from his mind. He bent in half, breathing deeply until he calmed down again. Then he went to the hearthstone, withdrew the witch bridles that the witches had returned in the night, and burned them in a hot, hot fire until they were completely gone. He placed a copy of the good book under the hearthstone, and the witches never came to his house again. What good book? Harry Potter. Yeah, what if it was like (laughs) the Da Vinci Code? (laughs) Like, have you guys read this? It's the secret. (laughs) Fucking. Um, It's it's Watchmen. You guys read this Watchmen? This story took place in 1987. But Ebenezer kept the magic ointment, and once in a while he will still fly up the chimney and soar like a bird over the countryside until dawn. That's a fun ending. That is fun. Why didn't those witches just fly to the feast? That's a very good question. Yeah, throwing... Well, because they couldn't get back. Oh, they sure. need a chimney, I think, for the. <laughs> it's, it's like it's uh, in the same way that a bullet needs the barrel of a gun. Yeah. So too does a witch need, need a, a chimney. chimney. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Um, that was great. The version I remember was it was from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. And it was like, guy had a bunch of horrible dreams. It was like two dudes yeah. who. Which is coming to his house and yeah. talking in the night. It was like Maybe two. I did read this. Yeah, two dudes living in a room, and uh, so they swap beds because it was only ever happening to the one guy. He's oh, like, Maybe okay. it's the bed, so they swap beds, and he sees a witch come in, put a bridle on him, ride him to a party, get fucked up, um, and then uh, the other dude sneaks the bridle onto the witch. When you put the bridle on, you turn into a horse. Oh, in this okay. One. Um, so he puts the bridle on the witch rides it home because he recognizes her. Yeah. Uh, but before he does, uh, he takes her in horse form to be reshooed. Uh, That's cruel. Then he takes her home and, and chains her up and ends with the, the neighbor being like, oh, God, my wife has horseshoes nailed to her feet. <laughs> it's fucked up. So, Def- the, so the witch was the neighbor and she doesn't die. No, I mean, she, well, I'm not sure if like sepsis would get a witch, but she gets That's horseshoes. That's a good point. I mean, horseshoes are. <laughs> she is shod. That's so fucking funny, though, to be like, now get out of here, witch. And then the next day, the neighbor's like, someone put horseshoes <laughs> on my wife. <laughs> yeah. What does that guy's morning look like? Right? It's just like, good morning, honey. Oh, why are your feet so cold? <laughs> She's still in bed. She's just like, huh? Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. The witch feast got crazy. Do you have pliers? Um, have yeah. Just one of those nails that can just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know. So, yeah, slightly different yeah. story. Didn't um, have a big blue cat in it. Nope. This took way more turns. I. Uh, Yours is funnier. It's, it's definitely more <laughs> like it's a troubling visual. Uh, and I feel like the illustration was like a really awful like horse with like a woman's foot yeah um i love that i sincerely am like i want to see i must because i read that book Mm -hmm. um so i'm sure i've like at least glanced i didn't maybe i didn't read all of them i mean it was a forever ago so it might have been like some i skipped but but the if those those stories live in live in everyone's mind yeah they just they don't (laughs) go away (laughs) i still can't sleep next to windows is that Uh. true 
I don't like it. Um, it I, has to be a skylight. I can do a skylight on like a third what floor. What if it has blinds over it? Uh, I don't like it. I'm not going to sleep well. It's because there was one story about a woman who wakes up in the middle of the night and something's coming through the field uh, and it gets there and it, it starts picking away at the molding of the window. Sure. Uh, it's a vampire. It tears her throat out. It's a whole thing. Uh, I like the one with the lady, the ribbon around the lady's neck. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think about that one often. That is also Emily, uh, Emily, who used to uh, host this podcast and now hosts Afternoonified. Um, that is her favorite one of those stories, too. It's a very good story. Yeah. It's uh, every time I've seen somebody with a ribbon around their neck since mm-hmm. I'm like chokers. Chokers. It's just been <laughs> like, I know you don't have, I know your head's fucked, dog. It's going to come off. It's going to mm-hmm. come off. Um, I loved that one. I'm, I'm, it was very funny, very entertaining. I'm going to give that one, um, five delicious loose beef sandwiches. Oh boy. I'm going to give it five big, the cats, (laughs) which I know is mostly a joke for me, but I, I'm going to look it up later and I'll please do. He fishes and he's looking for his pet frog. That's his plot role in Sonic adventure. Because his uh, frog has been possessed by part of an ancient demon called Chaos. Of course. So he has Chaos's tail. When When you said that the cat was looking for his frog, I assumed it was because the frog had been possessed. But but like, because the game has like six different adventures and everyone plays a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Sonic is like kind of traditional. Tails is more like... uh, Tails is actually that different either. They're just flying components. Knuckles is like you hunt for gems. I think that might be the second one. In which of the in which of the characters' stories do they like get pregnant and then find the Lord? Uh, Amy's good. Okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yep, God, that's... that's the weirdest part of Sonic fan fiction. What the fuck, right? You know, there's that bit where if you just Google your name, like the Hedgehog, <laughs> like something will pop up, and you're, that's your Sonic character. Now I have a very unique first name. So, I bet you. Let's do it right. Let's, let's see. I'm gonna do it on my phone right now. <clears throat> Please do. I, 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 I too am deeply curious. Oh motherfucker, dude! There's so many. <laughs> They're all women too, and poorly drawn. One of them's a knight. But you got a knight. I just got a bunch of emo-looking ones. Oh no, it's about Avalon. Yeah, I've got, that's my first one too. Yeah. Ew, this one makes me uncomfortable. Oh, that's Elizabeth Avalon. Princess uh-huh. Avalon. Avalon de Hedgehog. This one has great hair, though. That's the Avalon de Hedgehog. Uh-huh. She, I like her sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the best of them. Oh, no. They're all women. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, Elizabeth Avalon. This is trouble. There's a man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's the one I drew. Oh, it looks great. <laughs> I love it how you gave him Super Saiyan hair. <laughs> I do not like it. Let me see what Jamie the Hedgehog looks like. Oh, yeah. It's also all women. <laughs> There's a few dudes. This one is just Sonic with like a shirt on. <laughs> I love when we talk about pictures on a podcast. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put these on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, yikes. Uh, this is this is awful. Mm. Well, now that we've we've ended on that troubling note, uh, before before we douse the campfire 
and uh, and wander off into the woods to be terrified by my dog some more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any any personal spooky stories? Um, I have a couple. One I think is not spooky so much as like maybe like an afterlife thing. Okay. Um, that one was after my grandfather passed away. Um, it was during a snowstorm. Was mm. his wake. So and I was about an hour from where I lived at the time. I drove down there, met with my parents. Um, my wife didn't come. She, I think, had to work, but she wasn't able to be there. Um, also, not my wife at the time. Uh, I think she was only my girlfriend. I don't even think we were engaged. Um, I thought you were going to say nemesis. Yeah, she was. Oh, she's forever been that. That's how love works. <laughs> and uh, so I went down there for the wake. The snowstorm happened, and I was just like, my dad was like, "All right, come stay at the hotel with us. We're gonna just just stay the night, and this way you don't have to drive home in it." And I, I drove a jeep at the time. And I was like, no, I've got four-wheel drive. Um, I have to grab Amanda anyway, so I have to drive up there and back anyway. Let me just drive up tonight, and I'll be fine. You know, it'll, it won't be a big deal. Mm. And as I get on the interstate, it is, it is like, there's no way plow trucks are coming. It is covered in snow. I'm, like, following another car. And I, like, it's one of the, I don't, I'm not a praying guy. I used to be a praying guy. I am not a praying guy. And I, it was one of those moments where I was like, Pap, Pap, if you're there, please help me in somehow, please, because sure. I don't know if I'm going to make it, and I don't want to make this even sadder than it already is. The car I'm following turns off the interstate, takes an exit, and I'm like, fuck it. I still have like 30 minutes to go. I'm just going to follow this guy, call my parents, see if I can maybe get to where they're staying. I yeah. turn, I park at this hotel and then I call my parents. I'm like, Hey, it's not safe. Where are you? My dad texts me the address. I type it in. It is the hotel that I had pulled into, <laughs> which is like crazy. Cause first of all, I thought I was like way further away from where they would have been. But yeah. two, it was just like, I don't even know where that car went after I followed it. You know, it just kind of disappeared. So I'm wondering, you know, is that something? Sure. Probably not, but maybe, maybe, um, but the other one is one that I fucking hate talking about even cause it still spooks me out to this day. Oh, those are my favorite ones. These, um, <laughs> I was young. Um, I don't even think I was double digits yet. I might've been like 10 or 11, but mm-hmm. I think I was nine. I went to this, um, summer camp in West Virginia called, um, camp tiger. It was, uh, like a, I feel like it, I don't know if it was a Catholic camp. I feel like it was like a, at least a church ish camp mm-hmm. cause we had to go to like a church service every night, but it was like for 15 minutes it was like a quick sermon, and then we were like sent out to do night activities. All about Satan. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. absolutely. It, it was praise him just over and over again. <laughs> but um, <coughs> excuse me. But it was an old camp. Um, it used to be, I think, like a boys' trouble camp or something. Mm-hmm. Even because we had rumors, because it was like old barrack style bunk rooms. Okay. And we had stories about like you know people hung themselves and stuff like that on the sites and stuff like Ugh. that. Yeah, and it was just you know things to make things a little spooky for yeah. people. Um, it definitely felt like prison at times just because <laughs> of like everything was old and concrete. Yeah. Um, but there is a, there's a main gymnasium and attached to that gymnasium, it's like right here. And then there's like a hallway, like a dark hallway where the lights are always out. They're like always burned out. Sure. If you take a left <laughs> through that hallway, you get to where the arts and crafts stuff is. And if you go straight through that hallway, um, you get to where the uh, dining hall is. Okay. So if you're coming from the main field, a lot of people would cut through the gym, cut through that hallway to get to the dining hall for food, for lunch, for dinner. It was just faster to cut through that dark hallway. Yeah. And when you're with people, it's not a problem. Sure. Um, Safety in numbers. summer, a little bit of a natural light like gets in there. Not a lot, but a little bit. And 
so angry right now. <laughs> and uh, one day it was dinner and I was like, oh, I'm just going to cut through. Like I was by myself or I was with friends. I had to tie my shoe. They went on ahead without me. Oh, fucking always. Yeah, right. So I was like, okay, they're just like right there. I can just catch up and it'll be fine because I already do not like the dark at all. Um, very much an overactive imagination. Um, so as I'm like basically trying to like run without seeming like I'm running. Cause I don't want them to call me like a scaredy cat. You're doing that thing where you're trying to like force tunnel vision. Yes. Where you're like only see what's right in front yep. of you only, but I couldn't even see them. I could see the doors to the dining hall basically. Ugh. So what it is is I'm like jogging and I do this real cool thing where I trip, oh, I trip no. in the dark hallway. And I am just like, like I remember laying there like, like down, like I hit my knee. Um, I was like, eyes closed i was like this is fine you're gonna be okay you're just gonna get up and you're gonna calmly walk through that door and after i fell i heard a basketball fall and this was like uh like a place where like they kept some stuff storage sure i'm just like so i hear a basketball like bounce like a little bit and i'm like oh that probably is from me falling and that's just like the vibrations from a person falling it was probably just stacked somewhere it shouldn't have been that's fine and then I hear a laugh and I don't hear a laugh like far away. I hear a laugh right in my ear. Just like one of those, like, like, like a child, like joyful laugh. Glee. Yeah, for sure. And I, I am, my hair is on edge right now from just telling this. Same here. I, (laughs) I, this is the only time in my life I have ever done a full body push up where I push myself back up to my feet, (laughs) like immediately. And I fucking bolt just up as fast as I can. Just like, like fucking breaking the sound barrier fast. Cause I dog. I firmly believe there was something there and it for sure as shit wasn't a person. Fuck. So, and then I avoided that hallway and I went back to that camp like three or four more years after that. I avoided that hallway. Like my uh, life depended on it. I've just pictured you like at every meal. You're just like, it's everyone else is having conversation. You're just looking at the door. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is because it had like those, um, with like the Latisse, like the things over it. It was like gym doors. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it's blurry. But, you know, and you, you look at it over quick eyes. Maybe there's something looking back at you. You know, I hate everything about that. Yeah, it uh, it was bad, man. I was like <laughs> and I, I try to tell people I'm like, I think there was like because there was always rumors of it being haunted. It was like surrounded by woods. Um, It was like in woods with like bears even. Um, And I just remember being like, I am just not going to. There was another time at this camp where I don't think anything happened. But I was sick and I was like stuck in the boys dorm that day. And like they had a counselor with me to make sure I was OK. Sure. Um, but at one point I heard something like loud and heavy fall in the bathroom area, which was like not really near where I was. I just heard it because I was like in like literally the front bunk and it was like near the back. And I just heard something loud and heavy go down. And then the counselor like came in and he goes, was that you? And I was like, no. And he walked back there and goes, well, the door fell off the hinges. And I was just like, uh, he was like, did someone do it? And he goes, oh, these kid, you kids fuck with these doors all the time. <laughs> so it could have just happened now because they did. Okay. Um, this was like a, I legitimately one time at <laughs> like my second or third year, me and this kid had like beef 
and it was they were like we're gonna have you guys do a boxing not the counselors the older <laughs> the older campers were like we have boxing gloves we're gonna have you two box each other i love the idea of the the counselors being like we've set up a kind of battle royale right exactly <laughs> but like it was in the bathroom um and it was like where things were like set up and they were just like yeah just fight and i um i feel like i just wailed this on the shit out of this kid <laughs> Because I was an angry guy, and I think I, like, hit him once, and he went down hard, and they were like, we got to stop. Jamal's bleeding. <laughs> oh, uh, ah, the wonders of summer camp. Yeah, it was um, a weird time. <clears throat> that With situations like that, I always kind of wonder, too, like, you, you hear stories about otherwise, like, good-natured, even-tempered people moving into murder houses, and things just go south. Right. It's like how much of that is just like what's painted into the walls, right? You know? and how much is that just like? I mean, I feel like the stories get to you. I feel like the energy, because I do believe in the idea of like energy, even if it's just like oh, because of the way the light comes into the house or something. Yeah, you know? if it's but, like that kind of. There was a story about like a, a Disney screening room where everybody was like, "It's haunted, it's haunted," and there was just like a fan making super low frequency sounds that affect yeah. people. They're just like, it feels like you're being watched, right? Um, so yeah, who who knows what the what the vibes of a place do or are, but uh, any kind of like a summer camp or like a troubled children's home. Yeah, it's gonna have some kind of vibes. Burn it down. Yeah, it's, we don't need it. It's like a carnival in the woods. When it goes out of like when it shuts down, goes nobody's out. Nobody's gonna buy that land. Burn, burn, it, burn down. it down. Salt the earth. Consecrate it. Then rebuild. Flood the valley. We're done. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of being done with things, uh, the campfire has burned low. I'm, I'm shoveling dirt onto it to prevent wildfires. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, um, well, if I perform comedy, uh, all of, when is this coming out? This, uh, will be out in 10 to 14 days. Okay. Um, I do a comedy show at, uh, Outrage, the esports bar downtown in Portland. Yep. Um, it's every other month. We just had it last night. It wasn't bad. The next one I think is going to really be ape the second Wednesday of April. Cool. Or no second Wednesday. Yeah. Of April. Um, so that should be fun. Come to that. Um, if do you have a lot of out of towners who listen to this at all? No, I mean, do my, do my parents in Italy count? No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say I'm in a festival in Phoenix. Um, if you like me at all, I have social media. Oh, Hey, what's I'm, that? Uh, my Twitter is at thick Sonic, <laughs> um, thick with two C's. <laughs> Uh, and then my Instagram is my dad gets mad, all one word. Uh, and those are, uh, that originally started as an Instagram for my dad of pictures of my dad just being mad at me for things I said to him. And then I moved, um, 500 miles away from him and then 2000 more miles away from him. So it's just pictures of like weird things. And then, uh, me at the gym sometimes with like a poor music choice over it. So nice yeah i like uh i like that as a as the theme for an account i love mad dad as yeah. as a, that's a as, great it's a good genre right <laughs> yeah. a whole series of films about it uh, and uh and you mentioned uh you mentioned a podcast as well oh yeah that um maybe has started by now um no it won't have by now but further down the line it, it's called never had a friend um it is a disney themed podcast where me and my cohort uh tiffany mcguire um, we bring on um, various people from around Portland to talk about Disney movies. Um, cool. So far, we've done uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. 
um, Cool Runnings and The Incredibles. And that's kind of, we're trying to hit everything um, that Disney has done. Like our plan is to do a regular Disney, a live action Disney. Like we're going to like every four have it shuffle. Cool. And we've got like a miscellaneous category where we'll do like the made for TVs. If you ever, if you ever get a wild hair up your ass to do Fantasia. Yeah, for sure. I'll hit you up. I got, um, I got a ideally, lot to say. we will eventually get there. Ideally, but like, um, yeah, it's kind of like a recap and riff kind of thing, kind of That's like what fair. we did with the stories. Yeah. So, um, but uh, and then I've got another one of which we have not decided the name on, but it's about comic books. Cool. So, um, like I talked a little bit up top about how passionate I am with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're leaning. The listeners, the listeners couldn't see the fire in your eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the 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 heart of the cards. Um, I regret that I said that. <laughs> Um, right now, I think we're leaning towards Sad Boy Book Club, I think is what it's going to be called, or Sad Boy Comic Club. Um, Love it. But it, we there's so much debate as to what the name is going to be on that one. So uh, it's don't a hard, worry about that one. It's it's hard when, when the ground is so fertile right? to choose only one crop to plant. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an eternal <laughs> struggle for which there is no way to win. This is with this one. It's great. I inherited the name. I didn't have to do a fucking goddamn there thing. There you go. That just takes care of it. How long have you had this one? Uh, this uh, probably we're coming up on eleven months. Okay. Yeah. So How long was it going before that? Uh, about a year. How often do you, are you twice a month? Uh, on a good day. Sure. On yeah. A good month. Yeah, yeah. It's a mostly <laughs> biweekly podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, that's a good tagline. It's mostly <laughs> biweekly podcast. <laughs> Usually it gets described as that, and then it kind of trails off, and you're like, a "Fucking get off my back! I'll do it when I do it." <laughs> also, a great tie tagline: "Fucking get off my back! I'll do it when I do it." Uh, uh. Get off my back, listeners. This long-established surname can confusingly be of either English or German origin. It is recorded in a wide range of spellings which include Brom, Brom, Brahms, Bramer, Bramer and Prom, which are usually German, and Brom, Brame, Bram, Bromham and Brame, which are generally English. Whether German or English the origin is usually topographical from residence by an area of meadow land covered by the shrub known as Broom, however it can also be a developed form of the ancient Hebrew name Abraham. This is certainly the case with the patronymic Brahms, as in the famous composer Johann Brahms, 1833-97, but not necessarily in the singular spelling of Brahm. If English, the name is often locational from any of three places called Bromham in the former West Riding of Yorkshire, Brantham in the county of Suffolk, or Bram Hall in Essex, the surname spellings often being local dialectal or slang versions of the original. Early examples of the surname recordings taken from surviving roles, register and charters in both England and Germany include Matthew de Brame in the Assize Court Rolls of the County of Suffolk, dated 1273, Otho Baum or of Hamburg, Germany, in 1309, and Willemus Brame and Nicholas Brom, both recorded in the poll tax returns of Yorkshire in 1379. The first recorded spelling of the family name is possibly that of Eustace de Brame. This was dated 1189. In the cartillary of the Monastery of St. John the Baptist, Colchester, Essex, during the reign of King Richard I of England, known as the Lionheart, 1189-1199, throughout the centuries, 
Surnames in every country have continued to develop, often leading to astonishing variants of the original spelling. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.